Hi. Hello. We are trying a new method of recording today. We are. It and took I, us a... I, oh, a year. <laughs> like no, no, over a it year. Wasn't that, it actually wasn't that long at all. Um, we need to give ourselves some more credit, okay? It was like Michelle actually just had some sound issues, you know? And then she was able to resolve them, and we both, oh, yeah. uh, both looked up solutions and troubleshooted, and eventually you find a solution, you know? Just don't give up. Is the moral of that yeah. story, folks? Um, yeah. And I'm so going into weird... this blind, everybody. I'm, this is going to yeah. be a surprise for me too. So okay. I'm going to preface this with: I think I already like this recording platform because I see a little thing that says "mark clip," so I could like, if we make a mistake, I could like mark it, and then we would know where to edit out. <laughs> I can't wait to try that. <laughs> Do you that see it? Do you have it at the amazing. bottom or just me? I do have it. Yes, you're right. You know, and we can invite participants on this platform and like have. Yes. Call. I think there's a caller in thing too. Like if we, you know, get big enough. Yeah. I think we have so many more things. Okay. But so Janine's going into this completely blind, but then I'm also like a five-year-old. So I need to explain. I want to show Janine my crochet creations Mm -hmm. from this weekend. I want to see them. I thought I would do it on the podcast. Let's do it. Here's the first one. Oh, cool. You guys, it's like a Coca-Cola bottle, right? Yeah. It's a little Coca-Cola bottle. Um, It's so cute. It's not branded, but it's branded so well in your mind that I just knew that it was Coca-Cola. I just knew that. Yeah. Well, because it's brown and then it has white and then red Red and and white and brown and then a Mm -hmm. top. And then this is the other thing I made. Oh, cool. Is that like a little like... Wait, ready? It's popcorn. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's so cute! They're like little popcorn balls of yarn, or right? You use yarn to do that, yeah, yeah. And the bucket, like the classic red and white bucket that you would get at a movie theater. I love it. Yes. So I'm working right now on building a like filler in, so I don't have to make as much popcorn because I would have to. I have six pieces right now, and I feel like I would need at least. 30 to that fill would be up. right you could just do a little like hammock on the inside and that way it would just look like it was full but you would just have the top pieces you know exactly yeah. so that's, that's nice. up right now um that's so cool so that has taken up a lot of my time uh okay. over the weekend and such support i did have some good conversations with people people like who filled out our form and then like messaged and talked to me or other people um okay about it so that was fun i did not get to do any direct interviews partially because i was so busy last week and just antisocial that i didn't actually reach out to any of the people that i was going to reach out to so it's it's okay okay. i also so my plan for the day is to follow up with some things from last week that we had questions on or that we didn't know the answers to and Perfect. then I figured we'd talk about survey results at the end and because then we talk about our experiences too. Okay. Okay. So it. that is my fun. As I was editing, I wrote down a bunch of things like things we had questions about or things that we were like, huh, I wonder. And so I wrote them down to 
answer like, them today. Right yeah. Okay. Good job. All right. That's, that's nice, so Michelle. The, I like that. Yeah, I really liked it too. And I hope mm-hmm. that we could do this more in the future. Maybe we especially can when we have all we can both do that. When we're editing, we can just write down things that uh were queries or that to follow up on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I also just think it's nice too, because if any people like some people reach out to talk about, you know, their experiences with alcohol, or mm-hmm. I obviously used these things that I learned while with people. I'll I'll tell okay. you a story later about okay. my weekend and talking about <laughs> alcohol abuse and um how alcohol affects your mental health, etc. And also okay. I thought it was funny because I was drinking on Friday night and it was my day to sleep in and I couldn't sleep in because I had been drinking. And so oh, it so really did affect like... my sleep. Yes. Uh-huh. I woke up I... earlier than I do on work days. I know. And then you, I mean, you don't feel rested either because it's like, you just don't it was terrible. Get the, I, I don't the miss adequate that. sleep you need. Yeah. I love sleep. So I'm glad that I don't have that issue anymore. Also, I don't think, um, you have a UD. I think no. you were Bit just drinking. an abuser of alcohol. Yes. Okay. And so we'll talk about that too. Um, okay. I do. Yeah. What? I, I agree. Yeah. I And we'll talk about what alcohol use disorder and alcohol slash alcoholism, what it means and how it differs okay. from alcohol abuse. So okay. then we can really dive into that. Perfect. But first, I'm going to start excited. off with how alcohol affects different genders. Oh, yeah. That was a big yes. hot topic from last week where we talked it, about why the fuck they have such a different. Um, yeah. Like how many quali- quantifier. Out. Right. Yeah. And it it's so silly. And then I so I came, I have reasons why. So according okay. to the CDC, they say although men are more likely to drink alcohol and consume larger amounts, biological differences in body structure and chemistry lead most women to absorb more alcohol and take longer to metabolize it. Okay. So after yep. drinking the same amount of alcohol, women tend to have a higher blood alcohol level than men. Mm. And the immediate effects of alcohol usually occur more quickly and last longer. Okay. These differences make women more susceptible to the long-term negative health effects of alcohol compared to men. Okay. That, I, yeah, I could see that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I'll talk about more about what in a woman's body. Uh, For example, this Harvard Medical School, like, journal asked the doctor type of thing said... Women's bodies contain proportionately less water and more fat than men's bodies. Water dilutes alcohol and fat retains it. Therefore, our blood alcohol level will be higher than a man's, even taking into account different body weights. Therefore, one drink for a woman is roughly equivalent to two drinks for a man, all because of the water to fat ratio. So interesting. Okay, I I would not have thought thought that. Um, Yeah, I did not. And and so it must be with like just our biological, you know, well, women. I know that we tend to carry more fat, fat around our um, organs, like our our the ovaries yes. and the uterus and the fallopian tubes and all that jazz. Um, right, we have fallopian tubes. Yeah, yeah, that's a female thing. Yeah, okay, that is um, a female thing. <laughs> 
cool, guys. I don't even know um, anything about that. So. Yeah, but so those natural occurrences will affect the body. So then I found one last thing that went into more, it had just more descriptions, which I, you know, I always want more information. So prevention and wellness services from UC Santa Barbara says that there are three differences, major differences. Sorry. There are three major differences that cause differences in intoxication levels uh, with college aged people specifically, And it's measured by blood alcohol concentration. So the first thing is enzyme levels. There's an enzyme in the stomach that breaks down or metabolizes alcohol that is found in significantly higher concentration in men, about 50% more than in women. This enzyme metabolizes about 15% of the alcohol consumed, which means women have more to absorb in the small intestine, increasing the BAC, by about 7% compared to the male of equal weight drinking at the same amount over the same time span. Wow, that is fascinating. So it is right? like a biological, it's like yes. within us. Yes. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Cool. Well, thank you. We're, we're for getting schooled, literally. Yeah, well, there's schooled. more. Oh, good. Yeah, so it talks about the enzyme levels. It also talks about the other second major thing is body size and composition. This one I feel like is kind of BS, but it's fine. Men tend to have larger body size and weight. Men And men tend to have a greater ratio of muscle to fat. Muscle has more blood that flows through the muscle tissue. Therefore, alcohol is more diluted due to the larger volume of blood. So it has more blood to go through versus... Okay, so that's another reason why their BAC might be lower. uh, Right, because it's spread out amongst more. It's like if you put, you know, a tablespoon, I don't know, put a cup of salt into a glass of water and then put a cup Mm -hmm. of salt into the a lake. Right, right. It's going to be saltier in your drink than it would be in the lake. And it would be in the, yeah. I mean, that yeah. is a extreme example, Michelle, but yes, I, I get that. <laughs> it is extreme, but I must. How about just like extreme. a puddle or like a pond or something? You just go straight to lake. And in my mind, I just see like a pretty big lake. Oh, I guess like for me, I see like a decent sized backyard lake, like the one in my parents' house. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think because I probably grew up with it. So, like, naturally, that's exactly. My, you know? I was like, that's like what you picture. And I would picture then in that case, I would picture my parents' like pond thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That would, that would be like a more, more to scale, I think. Like, perception is so fun. It's so individualized. Yeah. Yes. It's, that's why all right. So the like, third. Yeah, exactly. And that's why you need yeah. to know where people are coming from. And you yeah. can't just assume that everyone understands what you're saying because mm-hmm. you don't know what lens they're seeing it through. Exactly. So the third reason, like major difference, is that different fluid volume. So a woman's body is about 45 to 50% water, while a man's okay. is 55 to 65% water. So we oh. kind of already talked about that. But okay. that's a huge difference. That is a huge difference. Hmm. Yeah. So 5 to 15% more water. Water. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a man's body than in a woman's. And that so would then dilute. some other things. Yeah, that would dilute exactly. So okay. again, it's same with that uh, cup and lake thing. <laughs> There's more fluid in a man's body that a larger can... fountain. <laughs> yes, a rock fountain. <laughs> if you will, a woman's body is more like a acre pond where a man's body is like a two acre <laughs> pond <laughs> and that pond is filled with water and blood <laughs> yes come swim in the bloody ponds of your ancestors <laughs> I, I saw I can see all of this in my mind I just want you to know that Same. you painted a literal picture and I'm glad I can give you a visual. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. So then three minor reasons that there tend to be a difference in intoxication levels. One of them was one that we had thought about last week, which was hormone levels. Okay. So during the week before a woman's period starts, which is the luteal phase, maybe. Okay. All right. A woman will be more intoxicated and stay intoxicated longer due to the fluctuation of hormones. I've noticed. I I know. Yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also a fun fact, oral contraceptives mimic the luteal phase, which can cause sedating effects to happen faster and last longer than someone who isn't taking contraceptives. Oh, good. So that was also a factor then, um, because I was always on birth control whenever I was drinking. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and we're we're gonna talk a little bit later too about uh, contraindications indications between medication and, uh, and drinking or okay. Mm-hmm. The other minor effect is social and psychological. So it's just men who drink a lot receive more approval overall, and their behavior mm-hmm. is approved more often than right. in women. Women. So that's just mm-hmm. a very basic. It's just seen as society better. As a society, it is looked at more, more positively yeah. if for men to be drinking or binge drinking or heavy drinkers than it is for women. I would say that I've experienced that in my life. For like sure. A, a, like a, a, um, somebody's like, like being criticized for doing something that my male counterpart is doing the exact same thing. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah literally going out with guys who right. are doing the same getting, thing. Right. And, and then being I'm, shamed for... Yeah, and then I'm being shamed for my behavior when I'm literally doing the exact same thing they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the patriarchy. Where can I sign up? <laughs> if you come here, you're fucked. <laughs> I it's... like that rhyme. Thank you. <laughs> I've been watching a musical show, so it's, uh, oh, remember, exactly. guys. I want a flash mob, and I also live in a musical in my mind. So there, there was just a taste of what's inside my head, and it came out out loud. So you're welcome. It's fine. So the last one is health effects. Women are at greater risk for damage in the liver and pancreas due to alcohol use. Women are also more likely to develop high blood pressure due to alcohol mm-hmm. use. Which I, I thought was interesting. And I think it has to do with like the fat and the blood how the alcohol affects. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so we're going to talk about alcoholism versus AUD versus alcohol abuse. Yay. Alcohol use disorder is used interchangeably with alcoholism and is a form of alcohol addiction. Alcohol use disorder is a legitimate medical condition that involves lasting changes in the brain that make it difficult to stop drinking. It is also in the DSM, so the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Alcoholism is not an actual diagnosis, but is generally referred to as the disease in which a person cannot stop drinking. Mm -hmm. So some signs and symptoms of alcohol use disorder or alcoholism are drinking larger amounts than intended, experiencing strong alcohol cravings, being unable to stop drinking even when there is a desire to do so. Continuing to drink even when it causes health problems. Developing a tolerance for alcohol so that larger quantities need to be consumed to achieve the desired effects. Mm -hmm. Drinking to avoid uncomfortable withdrawal symptoms. Giving up other activities and hobbies because of alcohol use. Neglecting duties at work or home due to alcohol consumption. Spending a significant amount of time drinking and or recovering from hangovers. Drinking in a situation in which it it is physically dangerous, such as right before driving, and continuing to drink despite experiencing relationship problems caused by alcohol. Mm. So alcohol abuse is not a medical condition. Mm -hmm. And not everyone who abuses alcohol has alcohol use disorder. Mm -hmm. Alcohol abuse is an action. So it does not necessarily mean that someone is unable to stop drinking. They are making choices to continue to drink. To drink, right. Yeah, so they could just be heavy drinkers or binge drinkers. Mm-hmm. So some signs and symptoms might be frequent binge drinking, drinking to the point of blacking out, making excuses mm-hmm. about their alcohol consumption, stating that they need a drink in order to relax or have fun, or consuming lar- large quantities of alcohol with the intent of becoming drunk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So, so you, yeah. So alcohol abuse comes with more of the choice, and because you were able to stop mm-hmm. without medical intervention, Especially tells without, me that you yeah. probably tells me that abuse. you had alcohol abuse, not alcoholism or alcohol use disorder. Right. And in my unprofessional opinion, <laughs> but actually, in college, you're right on the money with that because I. um somehow I found out that I did have like substance. I've, I had an, I had an inkling that I had substance use, like abuse problems. Right. And so I go to mm-hmm. the, um, the, uh, medical or the psychiatric yeah, like center the... that's on, on, on the school, campus. like on campus. And I like met with somebody that I think was going through her master's program and she, she could only see me for like three visits and basically she told me that like yeah it was probably i did have substance use problems but that they couldn't um help me diagnose it like oh oh. or help me she and she didn't refer me to like anybody either and i was just like okay cool so i kind of felt rejected the first time that i sought out um help therapy help mental health like whatever um yeah this was in you know 2000 seven probably 2008 but still um, i don't think it should have been that 
Yeah. It's okay though. Obviously I ended, I got the help that I needed and I quit without going to AA or without like needing a doctor to go to rehab or anything right. like that, which is super awesome. And I'm like really happy that I don't have like AUD. Hey guys, I just wanted to pop in for a second and make sure that it was clear. Janine and I don't have problems with anyone who wants to go to NA or AA or rehab or anything that they need to help them deal with alcohol use disorder or alcohol abuse. You need to do what you need to do. I just wanted to make sure that it it was crystal clear. We have zero judgment for anyone who uses any of those methods. Janine was just stating that that was not what she had to do, and she was thankful for that. And though I do believe it does run in my family, like all of those things that you were describing, I'm like, yeah, that kind of, uh, it's the nail in the money for like my grandparents and like right. my grandpa, you know. Um, I agree. I think it also uh, runs in my family, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see a lot of alcohol abuse though in my family. Is that weird? No, I don't think so. You know, maybe mm. they have a stronger will, you know, like a stronger to to hold off on getting super wasted, you know, maybe just marginally wasted. We'll just get a little wasted today. Yeah, I feel like they were just heavy drinkers, but not necessarily binge drinkers. Okay, so because so that's five drinks or more to be a binge drinker. So you think that they just they consumed four or less whenever they were drinking. Yeah, and I don't think they were always, like, really drunk. Right, and maybe it was because they were, like, having food, and it was over, like, a longer period of time, where it was more of, like, a social thing, rather than, like, a, like, a, let's just get wasted kind of thing, like. Yeah, and it was definitely more of, like, a schedule thing. Oh, okay. Like, Like, oh, I can only drink this long. No, it's, like, five o'clock, it's time for a drink. Oh, like oh, more like right. the time dictates that it's okay. time for alcohol. I got it. My grandpa wasn't allowed to, he had that deadline too, like where they weren't allowed to drink after five o'clock. And then as they got older and they were. Oh retired, no, for they, my grandparents, it was like they had a drink once, like once it was five, that's when they had like liquor. Like that's when they drank. Oh yeah. 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 Like Not always, liquor. but like usually. Yeah. Yeah. Same with my, they drink scotch. Like on the yep. rocks. Same with my dad. My dad and my yeah. grandpa drink scotch on mm-hmm. the rocks. Mm-hmm. And like he, my grandfather would drink like a whole fucking fifth every night, and then he would go. He would just take a cold shower and go into work. Like nothing wow. happened. Yeah. And then he'd be roll grumpy because he probably felt like shit until he got his next drink, and then he just repeated, repeat, rinse, repeat. You know, like every day. Yeah, that definitely yeah. sounds more like alcoholism than. Yes. He got fired yeah. from several jobs because of it. So I, I definitely think that it was. Oh, for problem. sure. I also wanted to like this reminded me that we were talking about medication last week. So this mm-hmm. episode is going to be a little all over. We were talking about medication last week and how like, you know, stopping taking medication because you have an actual chemical imbalance. And then it got me thinking like I kind of ruminated on it over the week. Okay. And I started thinking that in my opinion medication isn't a long-term solution it's a short-term solution so same with alcohol the point is like when you abuse it and when you don't is 
kind of my goal in this statement. So if you take medication to help you then learn the skills you need to learn to not need the medication. So for example, with alcohol, we talked about being social, right? Right. So if you use alcohol to be social, but then learn the skills to be social without alcohol, then you can remove the alcohol because you've developed the skills. Correct. So I believe that that is the same. I've done that before. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the same with my personal antidepressant. Okay. I am in a good situation um career wise i don't have a very stressful career anymore and i don't feel like people are going to be hurt if i don't do something so i don't have a lot of like guilt associated but then also i've been hiking more and i've been finding more meaningful use of my time that and i don't feel like i'm i don't have like fomo anymore like i used to when i was younger So I feel like I've developed skills that replace the serotonin that was missing in my brain. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, completely. So I think that's where, you know, abuse of medication or alcohol, abuse of things comes into when you need it to survive, but you're not developing any other skills to improve yourself. So I'm going to take this segue to go into the medications and contraindications with medications so our question was we talked about prozac and you're like wait is prozac an ssri and i said yes and then i was like "Mm, is it really i should probably double check that before i say it with such confidence but i should probably double check but i was right (laughs) it is an ssri oh good so good job yeah i wanted to just correction corner minus the correction it's more verification verification corner there you go Yes, that Prozac is indeed an SSRI. It is an antidepressant. So the common medications that I I don't remember where I got, I think I got this from drug.com. But so common medications that interact with alcohol involve these classes of drugs. So these types of drugs, high blood pressure medication, sleeping pills, anxiety medication, pain medication, skeletal muscle relaxants, diabetes medicine, Cholesterol medications, antidepressants, and antipsychotics. Side effects can include, yeah, it totally does. I mean, they're all altering chemical, your body chemicals. Mm -hmm. And the ones that aren't, like your blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, that you're literally taking. Like your body is already. Alcohol, the ethanol can hurt those areas of your body. Yes. They have a negative effect on those areas in your body. Right. So taking something to help that and then drinking alcohol, I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, chemical problem. So a problem. Yeah. 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 What's a chemical reaction? That's the word I was looking yes. for. Reaction. Yes. Yeah. Reaction. And then obviously a skeletal <laughs> reaction. And then so obviously uh antipsychotics, antidepressants anxiety meds those are brain chemistry and we talked last week about how alcohol literally changes your brain chemistry chemistry. exactly pain medications and skeletal muscle muscle relaxants 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god, relaxants. Yeah, that's that's a word. Yeah, you got it. Didn't sound right. Those obviously, when you when you drink alcohol, we talked about that last week. When you drink alcohol, you are slowing down and kind of changing your pain tolerance and changing your I, I forget the exact, but you're changing those things in your body. So yeah. I don't remember what it was now. I totally forgot. I lost my whole point. It's fine. It's okay. Listen to last week and then you'll understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then sleeping pills, obviously we talked about how alcohol affects uh, sleeping sleep and sleep patterns. Yeah, it is. So side effects of um, drinking alcohol while taking these medications include sleepiness, dizziness, heart problems, fainting, bleeding, especially in the stomach, nausea and vomiting, high or low blood pressure, falls or injury due to accidents, seizures, liver or heart injury, slowed breathing or respiratory depression, drug overdose and death. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't do it, mess folks. with it. Yeah. So I'm going to jump to some substance abuse statistics because I thought we should add some more in. I also saved the link in here because I wanted to pull up our states and talk about their state specific statistics. Let's do it. I thought that would be fun. Okay, but some overall American statistics. Uh, 141,000 Americans die from the effects of alcohol in the average year. This is 2023 data, by the way. Okay. One in 10 Americans over the age of 12 have alcohol use disorder. That's crazy. 10% of Americans. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 60% of Americans increased their alcohol consumption during COVID-19 lockdowns. Makes sense. I am not surprised by that at all. Yeah. Nope. 13% decreased their use and 27% had no change. But 60%. That's crazy. Yeah. Then... 14.8 million people are diagnosed with alcohol use disorder. 2.69% are adolescents. 35.57% are women. And 61.74% are men. Hmm. So men dominate that field. But it is so sad that adolescents are even 2%. I know. That is so sad. Yeah. That is so higher than I ever want it to be, you know? Yeah. All right, so let's go in. This is also from the National Center for Drug Abuse Statistics. Okay. I'm pulling this stuff. All right, so let's hop to, I'm going to go in places we've lived. How does that sound? So I'm going to go in alphabetical order. So I'm going to start with Arizona. Okay. Okay. Arizona has a high number of alcohol-related deaths compared to its population. The rate of chronic causes is well above average. So 16.7% of Arizona adults Over 18 binge drink at least once per month. The median number of drinks per binge is five and a half. The 25% most active drinkers consume a medium of 7.9 drinks per binge. Wow. It's fair. I did more than that, but that's. I was going to say that it seems very low to me, but. That seems reasonable. Binge drinking adults in Arizona binge a median median 1.5 times monthly. The 25% most active drinkers binge 3.8 times per month. Mm. That also seems really low. Also seems really low, yeah. 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 And granted, these are 
more up-to-date statistics so maybe things have changed a little bit but i doubt it perhaps <laughs> there's still a shit ton of students like at I mean, and Arizona State is still one of the top party schools, isn't it? Exactly. So, yes, I believe it is, even though it also has a very good reputation for, like, other good programs and shit. But, yeah, I think people still party, and I think it still has a pretty active Greek life, but I don't know. It's also been – the last time I went to Arizona was with you, Michelle, in 2014. Okay. Well, I was – so I was just there this last year, and there's just a lot of things around. There's just a lot of things. I don't I don't know. So the the one thing is that even though it has a popular Greek life, there a school that's in the city tends to have less act, Greek activity than a school that's in a rural area. So I feel like Arizona State probably has a lower Greek life than say some other I don't know, OU, Ohio maybe? University, which okay. is our a big drinking school here. And where is Again, they have they have um in athens so okay like south it's southeast of columbus okay it's like three hours away from me all right so let's go to colorado 19.8 percent of colorado adults over 18 binge drink at least once per month fair okay the median number of drinks per binge is 5.6 so it's higher higher Mm-hmm. 0.1 higher still higher 0.1 yeah the, the 25% most active drinkers consume a median 7.6 drinks per binge so that's a little bit okay, lower so that's hi- oh it is I thought, I thought it was, it was lower. higher hold on we're close I can just scroll back up no yeah, yeah so just... the median for the median binge drink was 5.5 in Arizona in Colorado yes. it was 5.6 Okay. The median for the most active drinkers in Arizona is 7.9, where Colorado is 7.6. 7.6. 7. 7. 6. 7. 6, yeah. So okay. three. Point oh, it's like three a point three. Okay. So not, not by much. No, but still difference. So binge drinking adults in Colorado binge a median 1.6 times monthly. The 25% most active drinkers binge 3.7 times per month. Okay. And in Arizona, that was 1.5 and 3.8. So relatively similar there, too. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Ohio. So it's going to be hard for me to scroll to compare with Ohio because Ohio is so much farther down. That's okay. I'll just try to remember (laughs) I know. I should have written it down. I have my pad of paper around here someplace. Okay. 17.2% of Ohio adults over the age of 18 binge drink at least once per month. Okay. That's lower than both Arizona and Colorado. What was Arizona and Colorado? Colorado was like 19. 19, yep. And Arizona was like 21. 16. Oh, 16. 16. All right. Yeah. Not not close, but... Uh, Colorado is got, so much higher. I got Colorado, though. Yes, I'm proud of you. Thank you. All right. The median number of drinks per binge is 5.7. So that's... Lower. In line with... That's in line with Colorado, because Colorado is 5.6, and Arizona was 5.5. I do 5. remember that. Okay. Okay. 
Good job. But the 25% most active drinkers consume a medium 8.2 drinks per binge. So that is higher hmm. than what was okay. it? 7.6 and 7.9. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Like and this is 8.2 binge drinking adults in Ohio binge a median 1.9 times monthly. The 25% most active drinkers binge 4.4 times per month. Okay, so mo- the most was Ohio of how many times mm-hmm. per month they're binge. Of how many times they binge drink. I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there that it's because the Cleveland Browns are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> Colorado was 3.7 and Arizona was 3.8. Uh-huh. Way to take it, Ohio. Well, There's nothing also, wrong with Ohio. There is a lot wrong with the snow Ohio. and the rain. And also the toxic chemicals that have infiltrated the state and pretty much all the water east of the Mississippi. So y'all have fun over there. <laughs> that is um, true. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to get off the statistics now go to the signs and symptoms of the wk syndrome remember we talked about the wernicke korsakoff syndrome oh yeah 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 so i went and got a deeper dive into that for you thank you so i'm i hope this is how it's pronounced but it's wernicke korsakoff syndrome you know sure we'll go with it otherwise known as WK syndrome. So there's a serious brain condition that usually, but not exclusively, is associated with chronic alcohol misuse and severe alcohol use disorder. It is not well documented, and it is actually made up of two different brain disorders that often occur together, Wernicke's disease and Korsakoff's psychosis. In people with severe AUD, poor nutrition decreases the ability of the gut to absorb thiamine, otherwise known as vitamin B1, from food and increases the chance of developing WK syndrome. I think okay. that's interesting, and I'm going to throw this out there. as a completely left field, but I watched the incredible Dr. Pole on Nat Geo, Ooh, like gosh. religiously. Uh, it's okay. a vet show. It's a okay. vet show. He's based in Michigan, but I think okay. he's fabulous. And he talks about like so goats can get polio is what it is but it's different than like human polio but it is it i I really think it's the same thing though it's a lack of thiamine and so sometimes he can give them vitamin b1 and he'll give the injection to the goat and then we'll also like give that to the human to administer to the goat over the next few days and okay. sometimes it'll get better and sometimes it won't, which is interesting because you'll see that some of these symptoms can be treated with thiamine if caught early enough, which is the exact same thing that he always says about the goats who have polio. Oh. So I wonder if it's the same condition. Interesting. Right? I don't know. I thought it was so interesting. That is interesting. I don't know about the answer to that. that, that, that would Me be like either. A deep but dive. I. I know. I want to go drive to Dr. Pole and talk to him about it. <laughs> Just tr- drive up, drive on over to Michigan. It's fine. It's not that far. It's only like four I know, hours. I know. I know. I, I know. It's not that far. I'm I mean, joking. not the line, but where he is in Michigan. Also, I'm trying to travel every month this year. 
like just it. because I've already started the first three months, why not continue it? So I need some place to go in May. And one of the like Airbnbs I saw was in Michigan, like in central Michigan. And I was like, uh-huh. well, yeah, sure. Maybe I'll just go there. That sounds fun. Is it there like water and stuff nearby or like, uh, uh I, I don't, May. I actually didn't look into it that big. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, I mean, there, it still would be like nice. Michigan is actually pretty beautiful. I feel the same about Pennsylvania and I'm not supposed to like either of those states cause I'm an Ohioan, but I'm a nice human. Well, I feel, yeah, I was like, I feel like you can branch out, you know, just, uh, I see myself as well-traveled and not exclusive. Although most people hate Ohio, it's fine. I'm going to be the good person that does not hate other states. Okay. Except for I do sing a whole song because I'm an Ohio State fan. And there's a whole song about not giving a damn about the whole state of Michigan. But it's fine. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. No, no, no big deal. No big deal. It's, it's fine. I, I love fine. Upper Michigan for sure. But. Okay, so WK syndrome can be disabling and produce permanent memory loss and be life-threatening. MRI results show large cavities within the brain of people who have WK syndrome. Oh, wow. It occurs most notably in the thalamus, hippocampus, hypothalamus, and cerebellum. All contribute to vision, movement, language, sleep, memory, and motivation. So the Wernicke's disease symptoms are confusion, lack of energy including hypothermia, low blood, pressure, low blood pressure, and coma. They also include lack of muscle coordination, which affects posture and balance and can lead to tremors. Also includes vision problems, such as abnormal eye movements, double vision, misaligned or cross-eyed, and eyelids drooping. Some symptoms are reversible with prompt thiamine treatment. This is what I was talking about with the vitamin B1. Some may respond slowly and some may not be completely reversed. But without treatment, Wernicke's disease can progress to Korsakoff psychosis. And once it goes there, it's not reversible. So Korsakoff psychosis includes memory impairments, which includes forming like the inability to form new memories and the inability to recall memories. Making up inaccurate stories about events or remembering events incorrectly. Experiencing hallucinations. Repetitious speech and actions. Problems with decision making as well as planning, organizing, and completing tasks. Lack of motivation and emotional empathy. Treatment may include intravenous vitamin B1 replacement therapy and oral supplements for several weeks. Memory rehab therapies may lessen the symptoms, but severe cases require residential care. Mm-hmm. So once you go there, you're not really coming back from it. Okay. It's not super well documented and there's not a lot of statistics about how many people get it. But I thought it was interesting. It is interesting. The two last things I have were one, which is totally off left field and we can cut it if we want to. But it was the PDA autism profile, which you mentioned at the end of the last episode. Yes. Thank you. And I, so it kind of, this episode is kind of just closing a bunch of loose ends, really. And (laughs) you talked about PDA and you talked about it during your autism in women. Yes. And you talked about it a little bit at the end of last episode. 
and I had never heard of it before. But so for our listeners, it stands for pathological demand avoidance. Yes. Which makes total sense. So I'm going to read you a little blurb I got from something from the UK. Okay. And it says, and I definitely think you fit this for sure. Thank you. I, I thought so too. So it says autism is dimensional, meaning individual profiles can vary considerably depending on the combination of a person's strengths and difficulties across two key dimensions, how someone relates socially, and then the need for sameness, often resulting in repetitive or rigid thoughts and behaviors. People with PDA profile can appear to have better social understanding and communication skills than some other autistic people. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you. Yes, that is totally screamed to you and are often Mm -hmm. able to use this to their advantage. However, these apparent social abilities often mask difficulty with processing and understanding communication and social situations. The distinctive features of a demand avoidant profile include resists and avoids the ordinary demands of life. Uses social strategies as part of avoidance, for example, distracting or giving excuses. Appears sociable, but lacks some understanding. Experiences excessive mood swings and impulsivity. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Appears comfortable in role play and pretense. Ding, 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 ding. The other ones, I don't know all of them, so they may appear, but that's not for me to say whether or not you... It's for you, you to say whether or not yeah. you feel those things. Yeah. Right. right. Appears. All right. So that displays obsessive behavior that is often focused on other people. People with this profile can appear excessively controlling and dominating, especially when they feel anxious. However, they can also be confident and engaging when they feel secure and in control. It's important to acknowledge that these people have a hidden disability. People with a PDA profile are less are likely to need a lot of support. The earlier the recognition of PDA, the sooner appropriate support supports can be in place. So yes, well, that definitely fits you. And I had never heard of that before, which is why I would not have been able to tell you what that was, and I would have automatically thought that it was ODD. Yes, o- so, operational defiant disorder. Oppositional defiant disorder. Yeah. Did All I say right. Operational. My bad. Yeah, operational. <laughs> Well, thank you for the update. Yep. I super appreciate that. Yeah, of it's course. Good. I wanted to, yeah. you know, fill it all in. Um, so now we've, you know, come together with that. And we are going mm-hmm. to talk about our survey results now. Yay. Which I can't wait to talk about. Uh, I also went out with the girls this weekend on Friday night. Um, yes. I have like a group of girlfriends. We try to get together like once a month is like yeah but really it ends up by being like once a quarter maybe twice a quarter you know every few months yeah yeah so we got together we hadn't hadn't got together since like before christmas i feel like no we got together right after christmas but yeah it's it's been a a while yeah yeah and so we talked we were talking about so again i'm drinking and we're talking about (laughs) alcohol but we are also talking about um i have a friend who their significant other says that they no longer feel the symptoms of bipolar disorder but 
their significant other doesn't believe them and thinks that you know it's you're just masking it because you're drinking out it was very interesting and i was like well yeah they're self-medicating with alcohol and i know that's like said a lot but it really does because then their emotions are so up and down right so it's very interesting but we'll dive into bipolar disorder at another time another time yes yeah, that's still on the list because we have I have an interviewee, actually, that we are going to talk to about or about bipolar disorder. And okay. possibly another for a different perspective. Cool. Cool. All right. So we got five responses. Woohoo. Yay. I'm actually really it excited. Because it wasn't us. Exactly. I didn't touch any of it. All right, okay, so Alex. the questions on our questionnaire were, do you or have you consumed alcohol in your life? 20% said yes regularly. Another 20% said yes, but I don't anymore. 60% said yes on occasion. If yes, about how many years have you or did you consume alcohol? So one person said 15 Another person said, drank a ton in high school and right after, but about 23-ish, just didn't enjoy it much except for holidays. Another person said, since I was 15, someone said 18 years, and someone else said in their 20s. So also, this is all anonymous, so I have no idea who submitted this to know how old they were. I have have no idea who these people were. I don't even know if they're male or female, so I wanted to keep it very ambiguous questions yeah so another question was if applicable what are some reasons you consume alcohol so the options were social enjoyment impulsivity or impulsively stress family tradition culture to help relax on occasion or vacation what do you think the highest was to help relax on occasion surprisingly no all oh. five said social enjoyment. Oh, okay. And then, so you could select multiple for this one. Some people say impulsively. Okay. Uh, two people said stress. Two people say family tradition and culture. One person said to help me relax on occasion. And one okay. person said vacation. Okay, that's fair. Which, yeah. I love I mean, the vacation those... aspect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vac- yeah. You're just letting loose. You know, you're supposed to relax and like, and alcohol, as we already mentioned, like gives you that like inhibition, you know, like you, you have lower inhibition and like you can let loose a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It can help you loosen like, up. Like let as long as you don't, down. as long as you don't. De- yeah. And as long as you don't yeah. depend on it, you're not going to abuse it. But if you are going to let it help you for a, sh- a short period of time, that's great. Right. Right. Listen, I'm not going to judge anybody for drinking, okay? Everybody to each their own. Like, my whole golden rule is, like, as long as you're not hurting anybody or you're actually, I don't really, if you're going to hurt yourself, that's a different story. Like, I don't, do I want you to hurt yourself? No, but it's different if you're hurting other people in my, I don't know. Yeah, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. That's just my personal opinion. Okay, if applicable, what are some reasons you don't consume alcohol? So two people said negative mental health effects. 
Two people said negative emotional and behavioral effects. Two people say family history. One person said met for medical reasons. One person said relationship difficulties. Two people said by choice. And one person said, I try to choose it socially or at a concert to relax. But if my mental state isn't good, I stay away from it. Good for you. Yeah, that's really that's good exactly, self-awareness. Yeah. Well, and I forgot that my mom used to preach to me, don't drink when on your emotional extreme. So don't drink if you're really happy and don't drink if you're really sad. And so I always thought the one about being really happy is silly. Um, but so I never drank when I was really sad. Like I tried to avoid Just, drinking if I was sad. Which makes, you know, that does make sense. Yeah, because that's when you're it, more likely to have like a negative effect from it. Yes. Mentally or behaviorally. Correct. Yeah, I thought that was very can, interesting. Yeah. But my mom always pushed that on us. Or at least me. I don't know. I feel like I followed that. I don't know if anyone else, uh, either of my sisters did. <laughs> well, that's some good advice, Mama Sizzle. Thank you. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. So what benefits do you see with the choice you've made around alcohol consumption? One person said it helps me relax, turn off my brain on occasion, which I see as a benefit. Absolutely. Yeah. I see that as a benefit, too. Mm hmm. Someone else said not drinking is just more fun now. I don't have to worry about losing control of myself in any capacity, and I can fully remember the moments I'm spending with the ones I love. I read that answer earlier, and it reminded me of you. Thank you. Because I feel like that's why you quit. I do. You don't have to worry about losing control or hurting anybody. Making miraculous decisions that I sometimes still make when I'm (laughs) not using alcohol, but it's fine. You're Less. in more control of it. More control. I mean, yes. especially if you do for real have PDA, then I mean, we already know you have impulsivity. Like, so you need to be able to be in a good state of mind to be able to control your impulse. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I do that with I, I mean, I talk about that with the individual that I support who I'm guardian of, like, all the time, mm-hmm. you got to control your impulses, you know, it's all about controlling your impulses. Yes. It's not wrong to have the impulses. It's no, wrong it's not just, to control you them. have to control it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Someone else said that the benefits they see are fun times. Mm-hmm. Someone else said, I like to taste new kinds of food and drink. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Fair. So yeah, one of the I things. Love that. Yeah. On Friday when we went out, we went to this diner near us. Well, it's uh-huh. called a diner, but it doesn't really. It looks it's like a diner. Like but it doesn't American have like diner. Like- yeah diner food it doesn't have like a diner vibe i guess but so they had they have they're known for having really cool flights and so i got a mimosa flight and so one of them had looked like it had like gold in it one of them was like a lucky charm one and it came with cotton candy and lucky charm marshmallows and like another one you know what i mean like they were all like saint patrick's day themed i know so that was fun yeah yeah, it was fun to taste them and all the different ones. And I was surprised because the one I thought I was going to hate was the one that I loved. So it was The it was Lucky Charms fun. one? No, I thought I was going to hate. There was oh. one made with uh, Jameson whiskey. I oh. thought I was going to hate it. It was delicious. Well, we did used to like um, car bombs. 
Yeah, but car bombs are fine because you don't taste them. The whole point of a car bomb is you're supposed to just down it. Right. Like, we still like car bombs. Get you fucked up. My husband is the fastest car bomb drinker I've ever. Oh, and really? also, I try not to call them car bombs anymore because I don't want to insult the Irish community. So I call them um, Irish sidecars. Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't know that that was an offensive um, term. I don't actually know if it's offensive, but okay. so Irish car bombs come from the Irish mobs car bombing each oh. other. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie? Uh, is it Danny Green? Kill the Irishman is what it's called. Okay. Um, you should totally see it. It came out in 2011 and it's based on a true story of a mobster that lived in Cleveland. Okay. Um, and there are lots of car bombs. And it's also very interesting because when that movie came out, my aunt would tell me about how she remembered working in downtown Cleveland and she just was like her and her friend used to walk down this alleyway to go to lunch and yeah. two guys were at the end and they said you can't go this way today and they were like okay and so they went like around the block and there was a car bombing in the alleyway in the alleyway oh wow well at least they told your aunt and the yeah i mean because they're they're the whole idea was that they weren't trying to hurt innocent people they were trying oh. to just hurt the people that they were targeting Okay, well, like it was like know, mob wars. Okay, I can respect that. Yeah, you know, like thanks Same. for not hurting randos. Mm-hmm. Just keep it within your your mobs. Yeah, but I definitely suggest that movie. It's a good one. I haven't seen it in a while. Okay. All right. So then, someone else said, "I don't drink anymore, and I don't miss being hung over the next day and feeling more depressed." I also feel better that I can have fun and socialize without the need to drink to fit in or have more fun. Amen, I agree with friend. you. Yes. I don't even know if that was a girl, but or, I'm just saying amen. Per- person, friend. Friend. person friend. Amen, friend. Yeah. H- human. Friend. How often do you consume alcohol? It's really funny because every single person chose something different. Oh, really? Okay. Mm hmm. So So one person said, I don't drink at all now. Someone else said every weekend. Someone else said a few times a month. Someone else said less than once a month. And someone else said maybe one drink once a year or less now. Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. So we did get a nice um, uh, array of people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to the person who said that they drink every weekend. Do you consider yourself a binge drinker? Or not. And that's literally just me asking. Okay. Because you you could drink on the weekend and not be a binge drinker also. Correct. You could only you know have like I mean? a couple drinks. Like, yeah. Exactly. So, I'm just curious. Yeah. If you want to DM us. a binge drinker. Yeah, we'll I want to know. Still. We'll keep it anon. We sure will. So then I asked for any stories that we could share on the podcast around the topic of alcohol. Someone said they can't think of anything in particular. That's cool. Thanks for trying. I appreciate all your responses. Yes. Yeah. Someone else said, my parents are alcoholics. My grandparents always seem to have a drink in their hands. It is normal to drink eight to 12 beers a night and an entire bottle of wine. 
and it for sure impacted our childhood and upbringing. I don't hate alcohol, but fully believe it does more harm than good. There's no point to it besides losing control. Hmm. I could see that. Absolutely. I can see how fair. that would be your perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally see how that your mm-hmm. perspective is that and, as well. And it is, you know, if somebody is losing control and they're not able to, they're not being the person that, that you know and love, you know, that's a very scary thing, especially if they're angry or they like do things when they're drinking that they wouldn't do otherwise. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, and that's what they I'm said not saying that. that that happened, but I'm just, well, and they said know. that it impacted their childhood and upbringing. And I wonder if right. they're, if they ever experienced a time where they needed their Some family member help. Yeah. And, and, family and member. they didn't, and they couldn't provide that for them. And that because they were drinking and they, yeah. And that's a yeah. disappointment. Right. For sure. Right. Right. And that's not fair to any child really. And can definitely leave lasting trauma. And, um, mm-hmm. well, and that happening over time is little T trauma. So, little t trauma is like the things that the little things that happen over time where big t trauma are you know sexual assaults or uh you know 9-11 or something like like big events something huge event event. yeah 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 yeah, is a big t trauma where little t traumas are just a series of small events Hmm. so i think that yeah you can definitely you could probably experience big t or little t trauma from you could experience that. and or you know like it could be both it could be both and or the other yeah both and exactly yeah so someone else said my relationship with alcohol is a double-edged sword most mm-hmm. memories and sometimes lack of surround drinking there are many many happy and fun times surrounding drinking however there are equally as many bad memories surrounding drinking some of the worst memories and events in my life involved alcohol It is a love-hate relationship. I currently go to therapy to work on my understanding of my relationship with alcohol. Not from an addiction standpoint, but it is something that needs to be further investigated per my therapist. Nice. And they said, please keep this anonymous. Don't worry, it is. Of course. Of course. Yeah. That is awesome. That you are seeking therapy, period. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely pro-therapy. I also think that it's great that you were able to type out that it's something that needs to be further investigated per your therapist, because that tells me that you listen to your therapist and that you trust them. Like that's what I heard from that statement. Yeah. That's really great. Mm -hmm. And I agree that they're, and would you agree from your standpoint that you had a lot of really great memories that happened while drinking, but oh, also yeah. had a lot of really bad memories oh, while drinking? For sure. For sure. Yes. And, and I, I would agree. agree. I would agree exactly with what this person said, that some of my greatest memories are from when I was drinking and some of my absolute worst memories that have caused me a lot of trauma. And I've had to de- go do a deep dive, you know, in therapy and like with the people that I like we're around right that I can actually talk to about situations that happened or whatever like it's interesting to readdress those like now yeah that I'm dry you know and like say seeing it from their perspective and like how that 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 incident played out for them 
is like very interesting to to know yeah to hear their perspective from Mm -hmm. while you're not in a fucked up mindset i guess yeah like you're not fucked up so you can actually hear and talk through events that happened to better understand them yes exactly that's awesome thank you for for, for thank you for interpreting that what i was trying to say well i appreciate it i try to restate it so i understand it like i'm saying it so i make sure i'm understanding what you're saying because yeah. i know that if i said something and you were like no no no, not like that okay and then, then i like, would what? try to re-explain yep. it and okay yeah well yeah. and the way that you said it made a lot more sense than what i was trying to say so yeah it's good great we're on the same page well, here. that's what well that's why i think like talking to other people is really important because yeah probably because for you you're experiencing it so it's really hard to describe because you're experiencing it and i'm standing on the outside and saying oh i get what's happening this right yes yes (laughs) yes yes exactly so then i like literally didn't remember right somebody else could fill me in on fill yeah had to fill it in yeah so there's one more response someone said i choose not to drink because in my 20s i drink often and it put me in regrettable situations and ruined relationships and friends oh it says relations and friends sorry since Mm -hmm. having children i never wanted them to be exposed to that from me plus i suffer from depression and anxiety and alcohol is a depressant correct it is uh like again i loved all those responses yeah Thank you to everybody who filled out our form. And I'm so glad that we had such a range of responses. So that really just like demonstrates um, that there is a range, you know, and that there, that not everybody drinks. If you like, if everybody just, I feel like when I was drinking, I did assume that everybody drank, right? Like that was my mindset. Like I was, and then when I was like in my twenties, it was always just like, I mean, I, I get, I probably did kind of judge people or maybe it was just because I felt kind of shameful for the fact that I was drinking so much. And then I found these people that like never drank at all. And like, you could see like their quality of life and like the decisions that they were making were vastly different than what the ones that I was making. Right. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, now I'm just like, whatever, man, like just, you know, that's cool. You can drink all smoke. Like we can chill. Just don't be an asshole. Like that's honestly, that's my motto. Just don't be a fucking asshole. And we can, we can talk even if we don't agree. Like my, um, sorry if this is, it's not Debbie Downer, but like, I just want to update peeps. Uh, my aunt passed away, um, Mm -hmm. like at the beginning of March and she had been fighting the horrific battle of cancer for years Mm. and years and prognosis was not good and uh so she she died um not peacefully she was in a lot of pain so i'm like very relieved actually that she is no longer suffering and i oh i hope that she's in a better place and i believe in i do believe in reincarnation and i believe that your soul can come back and it can go into like a different body or a different plane or like whatever and so i hope that she's at peace now and and everything like that but like this past weekend was her celebration of life service on saturday and it was a beautiful service we all and like almost my whole family came out for it only a few people were missing and so it was basically after the like 
the service, we all went back to um, my aunt and uncle's house for the like reception. And it was just kind of like a family reunion at that point. And then it was, we were sharing stories about what we remembered about her and just like, and, and she was, she was kind of, she was fiery for sure too. She was a Leo. So she was also <laughs> a fire sign and she was a doctor and she was a fucking badass. And, but the, the moral of the story is that like a lot of people were, were drinking today or, you know, drinking over the weekend and in celebration yep. and celebration like, of life. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, a very common yeah. thing. Yeah. And, um, fuck, I don't even know why I brought this up. You guys, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to oh, say about like, being sober around people that are drinking. Oh yeah. So I was completely sober. I was actually, I didn't, I wasn't even stoned like, and, and it would have been fine. Like I'm in Colorado, like in most, and everybody in my family knows that I smoke and it's like not a big deal. Like even his, even my uncle's like family, like, cause he's, my uncle is like by marriage. Right. But, um, like, he, uh -huh. but we love him and he's like still a part of the family. Like, even though my aunt is like not with us anymore, we still like my cousins are here, you know, and we still want him to like be part of like our family. We're like, we, he's, he's part of us. He's one of us, you know? Right. And, um, any, okay. So at this, this is kind of why I brought this up. I met, um, one of my uncle's nephews, that I hadn't met before. And we ended up, okay. we had like a, we had like a breakfast for like just the family on Sunday morning before everybody like drove back to their respective um, cities and like went back to back home. Um, Cause they are, they live in grand junction, which is like over the mountains. It's on the Western slope. Yep. It's closer to Utah. Just for our, our listeners who do our know listeners Colorado. Who have no idea. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's about a four hour drive, but then it's ski traffic. And so, and their tunnels always fucking closed. And Michelle, have you been on I-70 re recently? It's a cluster. No. But anyway, I neither here nor there. Um, I was talking to this gentleman and he was super cool and he is um, 33 years old and we got to talking and it turns out that um, he and his wife met in, well, they were both drug users. Okay. And so then, but they both like found each other when they decided to get sober. Um, and they, they, they do the NA program now together. And um, the wife is going back to school right now to be a social worker, to help people with addictions um, because like she knows what it's like, you know? And so yeah. this gentleman and I, we sat there and we were just talking about it. And I was like, Hey, like I, I know, you know, I never went through NA or AA, but like I did use, substances so i do know what it's like to be addicted or to be abusing a substance you know and like um and like how your relationships change and everything like that and then we started talking about like pretty sure he has adhd too like and we were talking he's like yeah i think you know i'm starting to think that i might have some of these other mental health issues as well because the you know an underlying thing that a lot of us have in common uh, as like a neurodivergent person is that you do a lot of people do have substance abuse issues or addiction issues it's um, very 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 common especially with adhd yeah right as we go back to that poor impulse control and also you're just trying mm -hmm. to chase the dopamine all the time and so if you're getting fucked up with other substances that give you your brain like a rush then you're just gonna keep doing it you know because it's giving you that like what you want um but it was exactly. just fascinating to hear about his life and like they have two beautiful children now and he actually adopted the boy like the the son was 
excuse me, conceived by a, a different dude. And his mm-hmm. wife was sober at the time when she um, did conceive. So, like, that was cool. Like, so it wasn't like the baby had any, um, like, withdrawal or, like, anything like that or any brain chemistry, like, changes from that regard, like, from from a mother who's been, like, using substances, you know, while pregnant. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, so it, it was lovely. And I was like, so the only substances that he and his wife allow in their house now are alcohol or not alcohol. I'm sorry. Um, nicotine and caffeine. Um, and that's like, Mm. that's a pretty, I would say that the people that I know that have done NA or AA, that's like a pretty, uh, common thing. It's like, they can still have nicotine and caffeine. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. That was just fascinating. And so I was talking, you know, we, I was talking to people about, about drinking and um, it was just, it's just really cool when you're able to be around people who are imbibing and having, you know, that, you know, they are on maybe another level, but you're able to just be there and, and just be yourself. And like, everybody's just vibing. Like, I really, I, I really appreciate the fact that I can do that now and I don't have to be, fucked up to like be able to like talk to people you know like I was outside the whole I was outside the whole time but that's just because there were so many people inside Michelle like and the house is like but it was probably just overwhelming it was so overwhelming and I was like fuck it it's cold outside but we had like the fire pit was going and we had some of those like standy heater things and then um and then my cousin came out with like his friends and and I like smoke with them and, but we, they were, um, one of them wasn't able to smoke because she's getting a new job. So she's getting drug tested. And I was like, damn it. I wanted to smoke with you, girl. Like you're cool. And, but, and then I was like, cousin, do you want to smoke with me? And he's like, nah, I have to talk to all these people. And I was like, all right, that's fair. Like, I get that. I get that. All right. So I'll be, I'll just be sober during this party. That's cool. Anyway, I digress. Okay. I'm sorry, Michelle. We lo- I lost no, it, fine. so... Alright. I mean, I love that, that like that's something that you were able to do and something you would not have been able to do before. Yeah, totally. And then I wouldn't have stopped, and then I would have made an ass out of myself in front of, like, not only my family, family. but some, like, like his family. Like, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... So, I just had a, a really enlightening weekend, and it was just really good to like see everybody and be able to have that like celebration of her life and just to like they shared pictures and it was just beautiful you know like it's obviously sad but it was also interesting to see how my family processes grief it's kind of weird and I don't think it's necessarily quote-unquote normal but I know everybody processes grief differently and then I had a lot of autistic conversations with my family because I know for a fact that two of my cousins well more than two of my cousins are 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 autistic also and one of them actually just got diagnosed like he literally just just got diagnosed so i was like that's cool um you're like yeah welcome to the club yeah so then i was talking to the other one i was like doesn't this happen to you like isn't this kind of like your experience too like i know it's a little bit it can be different for per sec you know based on your sex or whatever or I guess the way that you were nurtured, perhaps. I think that that's probably the only reason that autism shows up differently is because of the cultural um, upbringing of between um, males and females, perhaps. Yeah. 
That's a, that's a hypothesis I have. Okay. I don't know if it'll ever be proven, but that's just something I think. All right. Yeah. So since this is a recap episode, sense, there you go. We're going to, oh, I had a good, I thought of a good title actually, but I lost it. You're, you're going to come okay. up with it when you edit it. I know you will. You'll be like, oh yeah, we should do this. Just bet. Just watch. It's going to happen. All right. I will. So I feel like that's all I have. That's all the rambles I have today. Is there, was there anything else that you wanted to cover Michelle or like, was that, do you want to share any no. stories? That's that's it. That's I don't really have a lot of stories. Even thinking about it later, I was like, I don't really have a lot of stories that I want to share. Like, I feel like I don't have crazy stories. Drinking is just drinking for me. Like it just, just is. Especially now, like I just I drink when I want to drink, and I don't drink when I don't want to drink. Oh, okay. Here's I'll just tell you guys one little story that's like a fun one. It's not like one of my like fucked up stories. Um. So apparently. I don't know when this happened, but apparently one night when I was partying and I probably was a little black blackout. I don't like remember doing this, but I created myself an alter ego and her name was Ashley. And then I would start telling people after I reached a certain threshold that my name was Ashley and not Janine, um, you know, because I guess I wanted to create that drunk persona and not have her be like tied to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it was, but, um, but then I remember one time I was sober and I was at, um, Oregano's Michelle knows it's and anybody that's in yep. Arizona, fucking amazing pizza. Did you guys go there when you were just no. there? No, no, Damn it. it was never right, really my favorite. I think it's fine. Oh, I just like their pizzuki. Okay. The pizzuki was good. But anyway, so somebody like ran into me, like when I was eating dinner and I was, I was not drinking, I was, or maybe I had like one cocktail or something, you know? And they're like, oh my God, Ashley, like we met at that party the other night. And I was like, oh no, you must be confusing me with my twin sister. Um, she's crazy. So that was probably, that was probably my twin that you met. Um, I'm Janine. Nice to meet you. And that happened a couple times. And then I would just like play it off. Oh my like, God. I don't even think I knew I about that. Twin. Oh yeah. Funny, fun times. So there you go, guys. Create yourself an alter ego. Good times. Fun. So it's really funny that you say that because a lot of people that I know, I know a few people who have alter egos when they drink. when they drink, like the crate, the their uh -huh. alter ego comes out. Yeah. Uh huh. Maybe it's a way. It's a and maybe a way to feel better about your choices, perhaps. Maybe if you can, if you can put it on like somebody else, even though it's still you. Yeah, it's very interesting that I want to know if more people have done that. I so I think um I told I was telling um the people I was hanging out with this weekend that story about my alter ego and I feel like another person told me that they they've had somebody do that to them before where they they or they themselves came up with a different name for when they were drinking that they would call themselves. Yeah. So I think that it is something that other people do too. I'm not the it only person. Be. Yeah. No, definitely not. Oh, Time to, my uh... uncle. That's what the story was. I'm sorry, you guys. From this past weekend, I was talking about the the reason that my brain fired was because I was like, I want to talk to you. Like, just don't be a dick. Even if we have completely polar opposite beliefs, which my my other uncle who lives in Georgia completely 
contrasting like political beliefs for the most part, I would say pretty much. Yeah. And then, um, but, but we have really good conversations and even though we're not going to like change our, like, we're not going to convince either person to change their points of view, their point of view, we can have really, we can have respectful conversations about a topic, you know, where both of us are able to keep our voice and our authenticity and, you know, be ourselves, even if we are not going to ever agree on that topic. So, excuse me. So that's cool. And I appreciate that about my uncle. I love that. And uh, he told me that one time I did hurt his feelings, though, because I was like, he said that it, it, it was like I was calling him stupid for you know, having his political beliefs. And I was like, I don't think I actually called you stupid. I just really hate Trump. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know, Janine. It's fine. I don't really like the guy anymore. It took it a bit too personally. Yeah. 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 And I said, well, I'm sorry that I did that. And he's like, it's cool. We're fine now. Like, it's all good. I was like, thank you. All good from Diego to the Bay. And he's like, I've always liked you, Janine, ever since you were a little girl. And I was like, well, thank you, uncle. I appreciate you, too. You've always been a good guy, you know? Like, I've always had mad respect for him. And he's a very successful business owner. So it's very interesting to talk to him about investments and things, you know? Yeah, Uh, good. I mean, it's good to get different perspectives for this exact reason. Yes. Because not one perspective is right. And right. you have to come to the middle and you have to at least hear the other side so you can take that into account while having your opinions. Yes. And you can okay. make educated decisions, really, because I hate yeah. people that like hate one side, but they don't actually understand what the other side is saying. They make a blanket assumption right. about it. Blanket statement. Yes. And yeah. my in my for just clarification it wasn't trump's politics it was the fact that he was just a horrible human being to be clear okay everybody just so okay uh also his politics also his politics but mostly because he was a horrible person in my that's that's my opinion okay great michelle i don't care i think i think this campfire is uh down to its embers it's it's dwindled we need to pour the bucket of water over it though for safety everybody you always need to put your fires out okay remember only you can prevent forest fires and unnecessary arguments about stupid things (laughs) or you can cause them for more fun (laughs) stir the pot stir the pot stir the pot Live on the edge, everybody. It's fun. It's fun to poke the bear. It's a risk. As a bear, it's take. not fun to be poked. Let's play chicken. <laughs> okay. You want to play chicken? <laughs> no. Driving chicken. Okay. Now I want chicken. All right. Um. Good night, everybody. I good mean, night. good day. Can't wait. Good day to you. Can't wait. To, can't wait to hear what uh you come up with for next week. I'm excited. Uh, next month. Or next, next month, sorry. I was like, yeah. give me a couple weeks, Michelle. Thank you. Okay. I will. Your birthday's coming up. You need it time is. to celebrate. Yay! It's next week, isn't Woo! it? Woo! Excuse me? What's the uh, date today? It's next, it's next week. 
Today is the 27th. I was like, I know the date. I just don't like, I know the date of your birthday. I just can't do the math. I don't have a calendar in front of me. Uh, it's next cool. Tuesday. Yeah. Ooh, fun. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Hiya, Janine here. Thank you so much for listening to Unlimited Growability Conversations. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and share on whichever platform you are listening on so you don't miss out on future conversations around our proverbial campfire. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Unlimited Growability, or you can email us at unlimitedgrowability at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, unlimitedgrowability.com, where all of our podcast episodes are linked, as well as the corresponding blog posts. Let's keep this conversation going. Until next time, stay safe out there.